Today is February the 7th. What do we do when we feel like God has turned away? Let's find out together as we look at the book of Job. In our efforts to read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Genesis chapter 36 to 39. But kind of setting a precedent here, when we come to a book that occurs in roughly the same timeline, I do want to talk about that book. Today we're going to talk about the book of Job. Now, Job, uh, historically, at least what it describes, appears to have occurred during the time of the patriarchs. The language, however, is language of the exile and, and after the exile. So this may have been a book, it may have been a historical figure, it may have been a parable, we're not totally sure. It was probably written uh, during or shortly after the exile, but it refers to the time of the patriarchs. Now Job was not at all um, even mentioned as one of Abraham's relatives. The, the, the things that occur, the, uh, the atmosphere appears to be at about this time, especially the way they refer to God. It's uh, that El Elyon, it's, it's the name of God that the pagans uh, would use. Now, when we first come to Job, just because of uh, the incredible things that happened to him in the first two chapters, we tend to go where I think uh, Job's friend's mind went. And that was, why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? Their answer was pretty consistently, well, they don't. Bad things happen to bad people, so... Job must have been really bad. It was just very secret. Um, that's the question of theodicy. That's the question uh, that we have dealt with in the Salty Saints podcast. We've talked about it uh, in sermons at church. But I really don't think that's the question that Job was trying to answer. You see, as you read through the first two chapters, Job loses his possessions, he loses his children, he loses his health. And through all of that, it's not necessarily that he was fine, but he wasn't devastated. Job is devastated when he begins to speak in chapter 3. And that occurs after a week of silence from his friends. His friends show up and they just sit with him and say nothing. Now, that's actually good advice. When we come to someone in severe grief, sometimes the best thing to do is um, what uh, uh, Bob calls the ministry of presence. Just be there. That's a good, healthy thing. But I think what got to Job is that there was silence not only from his friends, but from God. He felt that God had turned away from him. In fact, 
uh, as we read through the book of Job, we find one passage in which Job says to God, it's in Job 13, verse 24, Job looks to God and he says, why do you turn away from me? He literally says, you have withdrawn your presence from me. We can go back through the book of Job and find several references to Job feeling that God is not listening. Uh, Job chapter 9, verses 14 to 16. How can I dispute with you? How can I find words to argue with you? Even though I were innocent, I couldn't answer you. I could only plead with my judge for mercy. Even if I summoned him and he responded, I don't believe he'd give me a hearing. God isn't listening. Same chapter, chapter 9, verse 33. If only there were someone to mediate between us. Job chapter 10, verse 2. Tell me what charges you have against me. Job chapter 13, verse 3. I desire to speak to the Almighty. I desire to argue my case with God. Job chapter uh, 13, verse 22. Summon me and I will answer. Let me speak and you reply to me. Job chapter 19, verse 7. Though I cry violence, I get no response. Though I call for help, there is no justice. Job chapter 24, verses 3 to 6. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. I'd state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I'd find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say to me. Would he vigorously oppose, oppose me? No, he would not press charges against me. Job chapter 27, verse 9. Does God listen to our cries when distress comes upon us? Job chapter 30, verse 20. I cry out to you, God, but you don't answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. And then Job 31, verse 35. Oh, that I had someone to hear me. I sign now my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Then at the very end of the book of Job, you know, uh, God answers Job starting in uh, uh, chapter 38. The Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who's this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Chapter 40. Do you still want to argue with the Almighty? You're God's critic, but do you have the answers? Job says, I'm nothing. I've already said too much. I have nothing more to say. And the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Brace yourself like a man. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. God responds to Job, but he doesn't tell Job 
why bad things happen to good people. That's not the point of the book. Now, the point of the book may be to recognize that that is true. Bad things do happen to good people, but it doesn't try to tell us why. It does try to tell us what do you do when you feel like God has turned away from you. And what you do is you do what Job did. You stay engaged. You keep talking to God. You keep praying. You keep reading his word. You let him know what you feel. You let him know that you're hurt, that you're angry, that you're lonely. God spoke to Job, and the answer that Job gave in chapter 42, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. You ask, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It's I. I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen and I'll speak. I'll have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Then Job says, and get this, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said. I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. There's a play by Archibald MacLeish. It's called J.B. Wonderful play. It's uh, from the mid-50s. J.B. is Job, and in a uh, one-scene stage, God and Satan sit high looking at Job. All of the evil happens to Job. Three supposed attenders stand up from the audience and they walk up on stage. They're Job's three friends. At the end, God answers Job just like he does here. And he doesn't give Job answers just like God does here. At least he doesn't give Job answers to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Then at the end of the play, Job stands up and repudiates God. He's angry. He curses God. He says, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll live my life on my own. And that's how the play ends. McLeish totally misunderstand the book of Job. It doesn't address the question, why do bad things happen to good people? It simply says they do. Job answers the question, what do you do about it when it happens? And the answer is, stay engaged. Keep doing what Job did. Because eventually, God will answer you. And when he does, that's all you need. So what about you? Are you feeling hurt, frustrated, attacked? Are you feeling that you're basically a good person and some bad things are happening to you? Take it to God. Let him know how you feel. Keep engaged. Keep talking to him. He'll let you know. He'll talk to you. Like, follow, and subscribe on whatever platform you use 
to listen to this devotional. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, does God punish us for our sins?